Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about yesterday's great win, 1-0, which could have probably been at least 3-0, but at the very least, we finally could say that we've beaten Oakland after countless ties and, and whatnot. It's it's finally something we're able to say, and, and three really valuable points. But before we get to the game, let's go ahead and introduce our usual co-hosts. First, let's go over to you, Sharon. Welcome to your show. How, how's it going? Hey, today's going real good. Listen, last night being at the game was electric. It felt like it was a pretty full house. It sounded like it was a full house. And it was great that uh, we ended up with the three points watching our team go through that. But I will say, after last night, there should be permanent dents in the uh, crossbar and the goalposts because of how many times we found the woodwork. Oh, my goodness. Anyhow, Jared, how you doing? I'm about ready to curse out those po- posts if 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 you, <laughs> yeah yeah I, I was not a big fan of the posts last night. I mean we could have easily been four nothing last night if uh, physics had gone our way. But other than that, you know I'm still happy with the win. I'm glad we finally yeah broke that uh, that hump and I uh, got the win over Oakland. So we've got the series in hand for the season. So I'm doing excellent. Can't wait for this weekend either, as well as the following week. How about you, Luis? I'm doing really good. Yesterday, Cruz Azul and Psych Republic won. And anytime two of your most favorite teams get a win, it's already automatically uh, an amazing day. Um, and yeah, Sharon, I got to hand it to everyone yesterday. Uh, attendance was on point. Just watching it on TV, it, it looked like we weren't that far off it being another potential like sellout. And I, I know we haven't seen that many of them in USL this season or even in recent years. And so it makes me really happy to see that, you know, because everything is going great and, you know, people are seeing that we're having a completely different team that, you know, it, it, you know, gives it their all in all the games. They're making an effort to go to the games. And I'm sure there might be people who went to the game also knowing that, hey, you know, unfortunately, it's like they won't be able to go to Orlando, but they wanted to make sure that they could give the team uh, a really great send off to that game. Right. Considering that next week we play away at Louisville. And so I think to everyone who did that, thank you so much for going and for, you know, giving them a really great atmosphere uh, as, you know, we, we prep for September 7th. So, all right. Well, uh, before we, we get right to the game, let's go ahead and do our Golosos of Gratitude of the episode. And so Sharon, again, because you were at the game yesterday and I'm sure you have a lot, let us know what, what are yours. Hey, listen, you know, for everybody that's out in our section, from Ryan and Alicia to Jane and Scott and, and Jason, who sat right behind me, to my sis, to um, Tina and Chrissy, you know, it was just lovely having everybody, you know, within arm's reach and chit-chat reach. But, you know, besides besides that, I also wanted to give a, a little shout out to um, John Jacobs and Emil um, and we'll see why here in a little while or in a few days, but, you know, amazing work that they're doing behind the scenes. Um, and then to, uh, to Connor Sutton, because I got a little, uh, uh, got a little bit of a bit of information to share with everybody here in a bit, but, you know, Connor's always so good of, of being, uh, congenial and collegial to everybody really appreciate his, um, efforts there. 
And then <laughs> get this. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take it way back. So when we beat Colorado before the game, I was able to get like a hug from KB or a selfie. I think it was a selfie with KB and a selfie with Matt Mahoney. Right. And everybody was like all smiles and then we beat them. And so after I posted that on social media, neither one of them would repost it because we beat them. Right. And so I did not get selfies last night with Emra and Derek, but I got hugs and I got the high fives. And this was before the game started. And I'm sitting there during the game. And I got to I got to thank them for being so congenial and, you know, wonderful for all of that. But during the game, I was like, going, ooh, what if I set up a trend that if I give a hug to some of the key players on the oppose, opposing team and then they it, have, it helps with them losing? I'm going to just kind of try to find all the people I know on all of our opponents and ask for those hugs, right? Because guess what? I hugged them, didn't get the selfie, but we beat them. (laughs) So I'm not saying I'm like, you know, rub my little genie body three times and your wish comes true, but I'm feeling kind of lucky there. Um, And then last but not least, I I do want to give a, a, you know, a little bit of a, a, Golazo gratitude to Roro after everybody thing after everything was said and done, and he's still coming back through the crowd and giving everybody a high five, you know. And he said something to me um, on Saturday night. He just said six p.m. and I'm not going to say anything else. He just said six p.m. and uh, there you go. So there's that. Oh, and also Jack Gurr for taking a pretty good ribbing because we were talking about how we need to um, the way that Jack is going to score is if we move the goalposts, you know, around while he's out there on the field, just kind of slide them one side or to other. And then, and then we think we can, we can, <laughs> sorry, Jack, but thank you for being such a good sport about it. Right. All right. Jared, what you got? Uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely got uh, maybe a couple here. Uh, and, and once again, this is kind of going ahead of time as well, but also back to last week, big allows us a gratitude to, Scott and his girlfriend and, and Daniel Fripper, amazing time la- last weekend in Las Vegas. I actually bumped into uh, to a couple of them when I was at the South Point getting ready for a buffet breakfast the Sunday after the match, because really what better way to drown your sorrows in, uh, than prime rib the size of a hubcap. <laughs> so definitely enjoyed it. They, they definitely made the, uh, the trip to Vegas uh, worth it. And of course, I'll be uh, bunking with the Scott uh, in Orlando in a couple of weeks. So, you know, we'll, we'll definitely uh, make the time of it as we can. Uh, also, uh, just echoing off of Sharon, uh, big lots of gratitude to John Jacobs and the rest of the folks uh, in the other uh, front office there that have helped us. Uh, so, we definitely appreciate you know the, the work that you've done for us. You know, thank you ever so much. And then also uh, Connor Sutton for uh, having some of the great interviews uh, on the breakaway. I actually listened to his interview with uh, Coach Briggs. Definitely a lot of great insights uh, on on there. And even you know t- talking a little bit about the, uh, the Wolves uh, here and there. So you know we we we, lo- we love we love the breakaway here as well. So definitely a great uh, podcast. If you haven't heard it already, definitely go subscribe to it. What do you have, Luis? Uh, well, the first thing I want to say is uh, I know Sharon mentioned the fact that, you know, if she gives a hug to a former player. We get good luck. And let me just say that the second goalkeeper for Orlando City is a familiar face with Sac Republic, and that's Adam Grinwis. So we need to find a way for you to be able to give a hug to Adam, right? And be like, hey, thank you for 
playing with the team during the pandemic, you know, even if it was just a couple of games, but we, we need to make that happen. <laughs> there we go. That- you so know, you so know that I, I'm actually, oh gosh, there's got to be a way. Yes, yes, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll find a way. Oh my gosh. I'll go. Yeah. I'll figure it out. That would be great. But I don't know that they let you get that close to the players in MLS because it didn't happen when we were in LA galaxy. We were like a mile away from the players as they come and go through the tunnel. So, huh. We'll figure yeah. it out. Even if a high five works, I think that might be just enough. You know, even okay. if it's not a hug. Some kind <laughs> of a poison touch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got to get them to take yeah. a bite of that apple. And fall asleep. All right. Gotcha. Basically, the, the, the mantra is your mission, should you choose to accept it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And if any of you out there are listening to this, we're so full of crap. I mean, that so didn't affect the game. We had no effect on the game. But it's just kind of a nice coincidence. It's just kind of like, oh, I have another one, but I'm not going to go there. It was like a kind of a an analogy, but we'll go there some other day. Hey, you got to figure out ways to get the win, and we want the win on September seventh. So, you know, if you got to do it, you got to do it. So, <laughs> it by almost out. by almost any means necessary. Stressing <laughs> almost. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, almost. <laughs> uh, whatever is safe and, and legal to do so, of course, um, <laughs> in the rules of the game. Um, well, uh, I have a couple of them here. The first one is actually going to go down to here to Sharon um, for actually sending me a message yesterday, letting me know if I wanted a ticket, right? I, I know I, I let you know that I wasn't able to go and I really wanted to go, but due to other circumstances, I wasn't able to, to be there. But uh, thank you. I really appreciate the fact that, you know, you sent me the message and you, you offered that um, as well. And next one goes out to Tina. For actually getting a, a poster in the last game, and not only that too, but remembering a day before the match uh, because I, I had completely forgotten to just let her know hey, I won't be able to go to the game. But actually asking me on our group chat, like, "Hey, are you going so I could take the poster with me?" And um, fortunately, she's going to be able to deliver it to me in Orlando, so that poster is going <laughs> to it's going to travel as well. And uh, I'm looking forward to. Um, getting that from her but th- thank you tina for uh going above and beyond with that and uh next one goes out again joining you guys uh in the gloss of gratitude to john jacobs and emil guzman for uh all the work that they've uh done for us and being able to get interviews and especially the special guests that we're going to have uh, in the next podcast it's going to be a-, a really epic interview and we're really looking forward to it so Thank you so much for helping us uh, get that one set up, especially a week before the Open Cup. I mean, this is what we wanted to do before. And we're so glad that, you know, you helped us out so quickly and that we were able to, um, you know, get that episode scheduled out. And so that way we could uh, focus on on our travels and what we'll be doing uh, at Orlando next week. All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, talk about the game yesterday and as i mentioned in the intro first time we beat oakland and it feels so great because we know how many games we've had against them where i feel like we should have won but whether it was a penalty or just the fact that we just weren't able to score the goals but we had the opportunities we, we just had a bunch of ties and don't get me started with postage stamp field like we keep you know joking about and just what game that was back 
you know, last year, but uh, I, I want to hear it first from you, Sharon, since you were there at the stadium and you got to witness the, the goal itself, but walk us through the goal, right? Corner kick, perfectly executed by Roro and then Connor Donovan right there where, where he's always at. Well, you know, it's so funny that you would, you would, you know, talk us through the fact that this was how we got our goal, but I couldn't help but keep in the back of my mind, the interview that they did with Matt LaGrasa um, earlier in the week on uh, uh, the breakaway about how uh, Connor was telling Matt LaGrasa that his uh, goal during the drubbing of Portland under 23s, that it was the worst goal that uh, Connor has ever, you know, it's like he voted it the worst goal because it felt like Matt didn't even know that he had scored it. But Matt was like, oh, no, I, I, I knew. Well, I knew the ball hit me. And then I saw that it got scored. And that was going through my head because I wanted to tell Connor and I was able to tell him after the game. It's like, at least you knew you scored that goal. <laughs> so, you know, because it was such a resounding goal. Now, listen. We had had a few chances already leading up to this this part, and I believe that the way that they set up the corner, the way that they have been setting up the corner, we never know if it's going to be uh, Keko or Roro taking it. I mean, obviously, Roro takes him, but sometimes when they set up the corner, they'll have Keko in a position to possibly receive the ball. So it kind of like it's a it's a nice dynamic that the team has adopted now. But to have our our big, tall defenders getting in the box and to have somebody like Connor Donovan score a second goal for us like this, I mean, it's almost like he, when you watch him do his business, it's like he just makes up his mind that this is going to be his day. And, you know, he just he just does it. And it was it was fabulous. Now, Connor was on. He was totally on the whole match. So hats off to Connor. He did just a fabulous job. The goal was superb. And just their congratulations of Roro for hitting his target perfectly. I mean, if you look at how many players traveled with us, the way that we set up was different than I've seen it in the past. We set up where we were rushing the goal versus static and just receiving the ball static. This was a totally different look. They had the two guys on the back post, but we started our run on the 18. We lined up on the 18, which can provide a big handful for the opposition. And that is set pieces. If you think about it, set pieces give teams the biggest heartburn and that's where you score goals. Uh, oftentimes is on set pieces. So grateful that we were able to get it. But then it's what happens after this set piece because there's so much time left on the clock. Okay. So we'll get to that in a second. You guys, what did you see when, and how did you feel when we got this goal? It was fabulous, by the way. Fabulous. Well, actually, I'm not, I'm not below you. I'm actually uh, above uh, Sharon, but uh, nonetheless, uh, no, it was uh, definitely a great, great opportunity. We definitely had opportunities uh, to put more uh, goals in, but uh, once again, as I said earlier, physics kind of worked against us, but this particular goal, I mean, worked out beautifully. I mean, Roro was able to get the assist, which I believe if I heard the uh, announcers correctly, is his 41st assist and is, and I'll have to double check this, is now fifth all time in USL championship as far as assist uh, goes. I'll, I'll double check that and, and see. But yes, he positioned it excellently to, to where Connor, all he had to do was just head it in, just went in beautifully. And 
as far as some of the superstitions that, that we have, I know Sharon, you mentioned about uh, former players that, that come back to Heart Health Park to play. I'm starting to think uh, Connor Sutton might have his as well because oddly enough, before this match, uh, there was the episode of Between Two Connors where uh, Connor Donovan was on the show and Connor, uh, Connor Sutton commented, hey, we had you on the show. You have to score a goal. Those are the rules. And so far, it's less looking to be true. But uh, that has me thinking, if that's the case, does that mean that uh, Danny B is going to be scoring on Saturday? <laughs> you never know if it goes to PKs. I mean, well, not Saturday, but uh, Open Cup. I mean, it could be because Danny Vidiola was number 11 and taking the kicks. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> there is that too, right? Or he could always go and get a header and last minute win it or tie it. Well, more than likely tie it, right? Because I don't think <laughs> they would risk uh, having him go up if, if we're tied. But yeah, I mean, it was an excellent goal. And, you know, I really enjoyed just seeing Connor Donovan's movement, right? Because when you look at the replay, you could just see him just looking at the ball the whole time. I mean, the guy knows where it's going to be at. He follows it right through and he just headers it in perfectly. I mean, it, it couldn't have been um, placed any better. I mean, that, that's that's how you're supposed to do it with corner kicks. And I'm really glad that they're showing that in set pieces, they can get goals as well. Because again, come September 7th, you might be depending on set pieces, right? Especially with being in a way match, you know, with, you know, a uh, the other team being an MLS, like sometimes in those matches, you got to take advantage of them. And to know that we have some guys that can do so, it just makes us feel more uh, relieved, right? For September 7th that, you know, we're going to have opportunities and, you know, we have guys who are capable of getting goals uh, in those as well. And just as a side note, and as you guys are talking about like, oh, you know, he was on the podcast, right? And maybe some of that podcast magic, also sprinkled through there for for Connor. Um, ironically, he also uh, at one point played with Orlando City as well. So the irony is right that he scores a week before the Cup final, and I don't know. Maybe that's could that be a sign? Maybe he might get a goal next Wednesday as well. Who knows, right? But but it's good to know that we have some guys that have played there as well, right? So kind of interesting how things work, but. When you have guys like that, it, it really helps, especially to be able to let everyone know, you know, this is how it is to play over there. And, uh, you know, I, I know what it is to play in that pitch. So, you know, I I, I don't care if it's going to be a packed house and if there's more Orlando support because, you know, I, I'm capable of uh, scoring goals, too. You know, what's interesting, uh, just real quick, uh, step back. When we saw who was in the starting 11, it literally was our starting 11. It wasn't very much in the way of rotation players. And I was pleased as punch to see who was put on the pitch for this match because I knew darn well this meant business. And Mark is still defending. Um, Mark wants to defend our home turf. You know, he wants to make it a fortress. And last night with the cheering and the ranting to the referees, we we don't need to talk about that. We all, nobody likes referees at the end of the day, but we need them, right? <laughs> Um, but, um, it was, it, it just was nice to see who was started and then who was subbed. I mean, it was, it was like the, it was a a real perfect rhythm 
I thought we had a, a really good rhythm, except for you know parts about hitting the goalpost and you know whatever, and you know a couple missed opportunities. But at the end of the day, when you get three points, who cares, right? Oh yeah, yeah. When you get three points, you know it, it's it's all good. <laughs> you, I mean, you just reflect back and be like, fortunately, we didn't get those opportunities, but at least you hit the post. Though I gotta say, anytime you hit the post. You got to be thankful that at least you did that. And it wasn't just like a terrible shot, right? So you were close, right? And you tend to want to actually shoot opposite where the goalkeeper's at, right? And try to put it as far as possible from them. So, you know, I I want him to keep shooting, right? Keep trying to uh, get those goals. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, you're going to have posts when you try to do that. But, you know, you, you won't know it until you actually, like, shoot it. Right. And we know we've had a lot of those circumstances and Luis Felipe knows it better. Right. He just pulled a shot against the L.A. Galaxy and boom, before you know it, we're winning the cup game. So that that worked out great. But I know I brought it up in in one of our group chats, but I want to pose the question here now on the show that this starting 11 that we had. Do you guys visualize this being the exact starting 11 we're going to see against uh, Orlando? I think Jared and I are both saying yes. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, there's there might be some tweaking here and there, but I think we've pretty much got 90, 95% of the uh, Open Cup uh, roster here. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I have a hard time just figuring out, okay, who do you even change out of this to? Of course, you know, there's there's players that are equally as capable in the, as a rotation player, right? But, yeah, I mean, it's they did a really great job yesterday. And I feel, and this is just me like thinking out loud, that coach may have done this purposely to already get a better idea of like, hey, this works out great against a tough team like Oakland. This might be the team I, I use for September 7th. And, and then these guys get the break next Saturday, but we'll, we'll see. So if you notice, Lee Desmond is back, okay? Mm-hmm. So And he's back with a flourish, and we're happy about that. Um, really happy that Lee Desmond, because if you watched his match yesterday, even though he ended up getting subbed, I mean, he's not 100% match fit. Mm-hmm. Even though he, he ended up getting subbed and Josh Bauer came in, I mean, the dude put in some serious minutes and really got to thank mm-hmm. him heartily for getting back and getting after it and showing us the Lee Desmond that we absolutely just freaking love. And it's like, he was involved with so many plays. And if you think about it, all three of our central, all all three of our defenders, none of them got a yellow card. Right. And you know, the Mm. ones that we expect to get a yellow card, (laughs) Keko has been drawing yellows left and right. And and now Luis has, we got to look at who's winning the Luis (laughs) and Matt LaGrasa, um, you know, yellow card contest, because I think Jared and I stand a chance of picking up some points that way. But at the end of the day, um, you know, this is great. Now, remember also on the breakaway, Mark Briggs talked about Malik Foster and the nine, you know, they were talking about the the position and the number nine mm-hmm. and how Malik Foster literally has grabbed the quote Jersey and quote of, you know, playing in that role and that Mark has given him the confidence, you know, the confidence going forward. He did cramp up yesterday when we saw him after the uh, match over there at Pete's. By the way, everybody, you got to go to Pete's after the matches. They're really fun. It's really a fun place to go. Um, and he said, yeah, it was a bonafide cramp. He wasn't just killing the clock. And it was like, because I was like, were you killing the clock or was that really a cramp? And it was uh, really a cramp. So anyhow, just wanted to set the record straight there. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned him, yeah. 
Yeah, they had mentioned about uh, Malik uh, securing the nine uh, spot as well during the broadcast, I've heard. And so, I mean, with his performance this year, I mean, re- really, is there any question about it? I mean, then the man is, like I've, like I've said before, the man is built for speed. I mean, we, we've seen it time and time again. I mean, you you give him five, uh, five or seven inches of room. I mean, he'll just plow right right through the de- uh, defense and, and and give it his all. So, yeah, I mean, he's definitely good for the nine. Yeah, and it makes me so glad to see Malik uh, at his top form, and you know, just knowing that he was a guy who unfortunately got injured early on last season, right? And the fact that even this season, right at the beginning, he had to go through it again, and you know, he just came back, and has just been doing really great stuff with us, right? Ever since he came back, and it, it's as if like the guy was never injured, right? And and Jared, you know it better, right? Because he scored in that game right when he was rotated against new york red bulls and i mean yeah. you couldn't have written it any better <laughs> the man stepped onto the field and a couple minutes later uh, secures the goal against red bulls too i mean yeah you cannot script that any better uh, as far as the comeback goes i mean that just shows the tenacity uh, of, of malik foster you know how he heals up i mean yes last year like you said he did have a bit of an injury bug it had one earlier this, this season too but once he got fully recovered i mean he just picked up where he left off and who knows where it's going to go to later this year (laughs) and and he was honored well i shouldn't say honored but um there was a person who sits in our section above us and as he's walking out it was like oh my god he has a jersey number 99 oh the name above the jersey is panenka and it's like how better to be honored by a fan than to have a person buy a jersey and put the word panenka and Malik's number on it. That was brilliant. And we should probably stay. We got to, Luis, we got to get that photo posted. Mm-hmm. We got to put it out there publicly. So download that photo, man. And we'll, I'll, or maybe I'll do it and I'll throw it up in a story. Yeah, I can try to grab the uh, photo from the other uh, Reddit thread because that's where I first saw it. And I was thinking, oh man, this, this jersey better make an appearance at the match. <laughs> yes. Really good. That's cool. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Enough. You're like enough. Like, um, yeah. Well, we got to find out who that fan is too. I'm like, let's find out who it is too. I mean, if they want to hop on the show, let's have them on because yeah, that is really great that they did that tribute to to him for that. Um, but I mean, I, I want to throw in a bonus gloss of gratitude out to Coach Briggs though, right? Because at the end of the season, we know as we know, most players were just like let go, but he gave the confidence in Malik Foster, even being that he was injured and that. He hadn't seen him all that much, right? Because it could have been so easy for coach to just have been like, well, I didn't really see you that much. And I'm just starting, you're, I'm just wanting to start from scratch. I'm going to have to let you go. But the fact that he had the confidence in him just goes to show like how great of a vision coach has with a lot of these players. And, you know, I'm really glad that he gave him the opportunity. And now it's being reflected on the pitch there. Um, but I want to talk about, Two other players there that we had on the starting 11 are Spanish connection, right? Damia and Keiko. And I, I know you guys probably remember this. There was one play where Keiko just put a perfect pass to Dami. And unfortunately, you know, the play wasn't able to finish in the goal, but that was just pure magic when I saw that. And we know how well they understand each other. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to seeing both of them September 7th. Oh my goodness. We were there. We saw that. It was 
phenomenal. It was like, it was almost as though they were of the same DNA <laughs> and they were reading each other's cards and you just, you, Dami could not have asked for anything better as far as the receiving receipt of that pass. But I will say Kecko, man, I feel for the dude there. They, I think everybody knows on the opposition that he does not like to get bumped and jostled. <laughs> How many times did the dude get like totally mm. bumped and jostled and, you know, feet taken out from under him and no call. So the calls last night were kind of weird. And then to find out that the official, the center official, the ref is going to the World Cup was kind of a blow mind to all of us. I mean, that's the rumor yeah. out there in the world. And oh, I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, but, you know, ah, I, there are people I would take before that guy because mm. of it was weird. It just felt weird to not have calls go our way when and then our players would do the same type of fouling that didn't get called against Oakland and we get called. So it was just weird. It was just weird, a weird vibe with the refs. Wow. I, I didn't hear that. I, I mean, I'm kind of surprised that a referee from USL is is going to the world cup right well, it's it's not usl it's the um it's the pro um oh gosh it's the whole organization of officials that oh yeah pro referees yeah pro referees and they go to mls they do all the oh, okay oh see i wasn't aware so so they go from mls to usl yeah when they're oh okay it's, that's yeah. that's interesting oh. even the w league as well yeah oh okay wow that's a quite an interesting system i know it's a little different in mexico that's why i was a little little confused there too but yeah i mean we'll, we'll see who ends up going uh referee wise here from, from the area but uh yeah I, I mean like i mentioned both guys really know well uh, with each other and if you guys want to see that play that i'm talking about if you go look at the highlights on youtube it's uh the 27th minute and the vision for keiko to see damia getting open and uh, i i thought we're going to see a goal there too, but man, if they keep having those opportunities, it, we're, we're gold. We're going to have uh, good games like that. And of course, that's actually the play that led to the two, <laughs> the two goal like, goals, yes. same exact area too. the same. You could not have put it in the same, <laughs> in the same area, which just kind of is a blow mind. And why, you know, it's like you question, okay, I know Dami saw the open player, totally open player. And, you know, it was good. That was a good uh, spot for Dami to slot it back. Um, but yeah, that just like a, bada boom, bada boom. It was just like, wait, wait, I'm going to make the mistake. Learn from my mistake. Oh, okay. I'm going to make the same mistake. It's like, no guys, wait, no, don't copycat. We're not, we're not having a goalpost <laughs> challenge here. We're actually, we're trying to shoot in the goal. <laughs> So kind of funny. Sorry. Wasn't funny, I'm sure, at the time. Oh, yeah. No, it's a shame that Jack couldn't get his goal. Uh, When I saw it, I was like, oh, man, it was going to be Jack, too. Come on. Like, we got to, unless Destiny's just telling us, be patient. He's going to get the goal in the cup final. You're going to actually enjoy this. Then I'll be like, all right, I'll be patient. But (laughs) But we'll we'll see on that, too. Um, But I do want to point something out too and i want to hear uh, from you sharon on what the reaction was from the crowd but formella had a really good opportunity and fortunately for us right he just didn't hit it but had he hit the ball i think he would have probably scored on us uh what happened in that play was like the stadium really quiet or what was going on oh literally everybody took it like that 
Yeah. That deep inside breath. It's like, how did he get for, how did he get available? How did he get so, you know, kind of like open? There was a little bit of that lapse of, uh, that lapse of whatever. And then when he missed, it was like, I think everybody was all like, oh, thank you very much. Or, you know, I don't remember if it was a, a, a clear miss or a save, but it was, um, it was a little nerve wracking, totally nerve wracking, totally nerve wracking. Oh, we're showing all the, the <laughs> sorry. We're all watching all the times that the ball hit the post or deflected <laughs> off the post. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that post there. And another thing I do want to say, and I don't know if you guys agree with it or not too, but as you mentioned earlier, Luis Felipe got a yellow card and there was another play where when they showed the replay, he should have gotten a yellow card. I mean, it's clearly a foul for another yellow. Thankfully for us, the referee didn't pull a yellow card, right? Because that would have been a red card for Luis Felipe. And granted, he might not even play on Saturday and whatnot, but still, you don't want to get a red card in a match that, you know, you're winning or just in any match in general, right? But we got really lucky on that play. But I'm I'm really surprised that the referee did not give him another yellow card. So do we you guys remember that play? We said the same thing and we were talking about it in the chat. Um, <clears throat> however, conversely, the initial free kick uh, where the... Um, where we got fouled in the box, I think it was in the first half, we got fouled in the box and there was, um, there was finally a call made, but the, it was measured out. We thought it was all going to be a PK the way he mm-hmm. was pointing, but he wasn't pointing at the Same. spot. He was pointing for a direct kick, um, the official. And so for initially we're all like, Oh good. He's pointing to the spot. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, no, we have to take it from outside the box. So and then we we're all having our ESPN app open, right? And we're all watching the replay. And and I know you guys were watching it. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was totally in the box. The foul was totally in the box. So we should have also had a PK, but for us, awarded to us. It didn't happen. So actually, I'm glad that you mentioned that because on TV, I thought at first glance, that's a PK. And I thought he had called it, right? I mean, I was already celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> so I realized like, oh, what the heck, it's out. But when they show the replay... And it it sucked, right? But I, I mean, I really wanted to make the argument that it was a PK, but you could see that the foul actually starts outside the line and then it, it just ends inside the box. So I was it, like, oh, I guess we can't really argue against them. Starting and finishing a foul? I mean, it'd be one thing if, yeah, I don't know. We 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 all wanted it to be called a PK, but at the end of the day, it, it wasn't. So what are you going to do, you know? none of our coaches got yellow carded so that was a plus okay (laughs) so yeah hey pull up the stats again would you um i want to see the all of the yellow roses for all of us so we got five for oakland three for us i I think there should have been more for oakland i gotta say i mean the game did turn pretty dirty right like we bobby thought it would be but yeah there should have been more there should have been a red at the end of the match I mean, if you saw one of the uh, Oakland Roots players take down not one, but two, I mean, it wasn't just like a quick oops. I mean, practically shoved both of them down at, at different times. I mean, it, but I guess the referee decided, eh, I think I'll just go ahead and whistle. I won't even bother with, with the card. I mean, yeah. but it, those of us that were watching on, on TV, I mean, we saw, you know, how, how brutal the first one and the second one were, I mean, but the rest were, all, were already at uh, uh, post-game uh, status, apparently. 
Yeah, short, short timer. So here's the deal. We were joking around when we went to Pete's, you know, it's like, okay, we don't need all the possession, but we'll be you. And then it's like, and we'll take, if we play a game and we have all the possession, we'll still be you. So it's like our team is like seesaw uh, with respect to possession and then goals and then uh, lack of possession and goals. And it's like, they don't know what they're going to get with us, you know, because mm-hmm. we'll just still always play our game, you know, that when we get those opportunities, we'll, we'll, we'll take them. But I thought this was interesting, you know, the, the lower percentage of possession, you know, I'm past completion and past accuracy. And yet <laughs> we still came away with the three points. what do you guys think of that? Uh, well, you know, we've had times where we've had more possession and, and we lose games. So it, it, it almost feels good because you're like, eh, it's happened to us before. So now it's good that <laughs> we get to experience it um, on the other hand, too. And, and you know, it, it's also one of those things where, you know, in general with the sport, if you're effective with your shots and you get the goals, you might not have that much possession, but you knew when to score and you put the shots where they should have been put. So it works out. Yeah. I mean, like I've been saying uh, earlier this month, it seems like uh, we hardly have any possession yet. Uh, we still pull it out sometimes. So it's just really when it comes to possession, yes, we could dominate or we could uh, fall behind. But when it, when it comes to the end, it's all a matter of getting the shots on goal and in the goal. And so far uh, with the exception of a couple recent matches, we've been doing that. So Let's just keep it going. I mean, whether possession or no possession, let's uh, get those shots on goal and in the net. Yeah, because at the end of the day, the three points is uh, what we get measured by and whatnot. But I thought it was still a good game. And like we mentioned before, it should have been 3-0, 4-0. But at the end of the day, we get the three points. And that's that's all that really mattered. Because if we look at the standings, we're looking pretty good. Right. We're sitting at fourth place with 43 points. And luckily for us, New Mexico actually lost yesterday. So meaning that if we win the next match, we could potentially be four points above them. We do have a game in hand, whereas they have, um, you know, just 27 games played. We have 26. So that is looking good on, on that side. And below us, Las Vegas Lights lost. Right. As, as you know, Jared, and I know you oh, were updating us on that. <laughs> That's an understatement. Lost. I'll, <laughs> I'll put it this way. I got word from Lights FC that they've had to take down their inflatable colon for repairs because of how severely be, be, uh, severely beaten they got whooped. Five nothing. Five nothing. And this is the team that we lost to 2-1 the week before. I, I, either RGV's got so, something going on or maybe it was just an off night for us. But but still, to whoop on Las Vegas, five nothing. Oh, I, mean, it, 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 I think it was a weekend in different soccer leagues of just blowouts because I think there was one where Liverpool in the Premier League just mm. crushed poor AFC Bournemouth 9 nothing. <laughs> so this is like the USL version of it. That, but hey, if it gives us separation further from us and Las Vegas, I'm all for it. Yeah, it was the best result that we could have seen uh, in the table there um, as well, too. But if we keep looking at the teams below, I mean... I mentioned it before. If you got the win, then you would just uh, let the teams that are out of playoff battle it out to get seventh and sixth spot. And it's going to be quite interesting considering that RGB and Phoenix and Monterey have 25 games played, which is uh, like two games less or in, in the Apostles case, three games less than they do. And so 
it's going to be an interesting closing uh, of the season there for them. And, you know, as far as how we stand, you know, it's, it's going to be good. And we have a good cushion right now for uh, the time being. And I know I keep mentioning on the live shows, but I really do think that with 43 points, we're in a good spot to at least be in seventh place at the end of the season, right? Granted, some teams are going to play against each other, so you can't give everyone all the points. And the fact that we still have, I believe it's eight games remaining in the season, right? To reach the 34 total games played. Uh, so, you know, yes, it might be a lot of points and, you know, we'll surely get more points and I'll end at 43 points. So I think we're in a good spot. Now it's just a matter of, hey, we want to make sure we host the game uh, for the playoffs. And that's that's what we're going to be trying to um, battle for here in the next coming weeks. And you get another win, you might just be two points below of Colorado, who has one more game than we do, and they're at 48 points. And, you know, maybe you could try and reach San Diego, Loyo. I mean, they are at 52 points, and you could be six points away from them potentially, but our goal should be to try to get third or fourth place and try to, you know, make it happen uh, as soon as possible. So that way we don't have to worry about, you know, getting the points at the end to, to host. So couldn't agree more with you. All right. Well, now that we went over the standings, uh, let's go ahead and look at other standings of another competition going on here on the podcast. And that is the podcast winner dinner competition and yes anytime i say it really happy it's because i gained a point <laughs> and uh, i'm sorry guys i know that you know we we mentioned the last uh predictions we would be including the new category or i guess continuing on from the cup on you know the first team that gets the yellow gets a point and i was the only one to say that roots would get a yellow card first and they ended up getting a yellow card um before i think it was like just a couple of minutes before i think keiko saw his card and so i get the I point there counts. you know i i'm gonna call foul on you i just don't think this counts i don't think it counts <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to give it up when we are you know, know. Still, um so so i gotta give a, a big shout out to charlie dennis from oakland roots for getting that yellow card because that's how i got my my point <laughs> Um, but if you guys want to say that, you know, our opposition gets the first yellow card, that uh, you know, maybe that, that might work out. Um, <laughs> but so our standings are looking like I have 14 points, Sharon has seven points and Jared has six points. And as we mentioned on the last podcast, we were going to have a proxy for this upcoming match against Louisville and huge shout out to Mike, Scott and Tina for giving us the predictions that we will all be utilizing. That's really great. We really appreciate it. And we have a little funny scenario that happened here. And we don't know if Mike did it purposely or what, but these are the the predictions. First, for Jared, Scott predicted a 2-1 win for Sac Republic. uh, And Luther scoring first. If Luther's not available, Cuello would get the goal. And... He also adds that Louisville would be getting the first yellow card. For Sharon, this is what Mike said. 2-1, Louisville getting the win. Cuello scoring first. If Cuello's not there, then Luther. And then Sac Republic getting the first yellow card. So basically, it is the very first time that we see the three categories inversely related. And so 
kind of funny how that worked out, but I mean, that's that's what their predictions were for you guys. And, hey, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. We'll even see if if uh, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, no big thanks to to Mike and all you know Tina and Scott Bradford to you know for stepping forward and giving us our our <laughs> predictions. Right, that's fun. I'm almost thinking I want proxies from here on out. Right, takes <laughs> a lot of pressure <laughs> off of me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, we'll we'll see after this round, right uh, on Sunday, if we continue for the cup. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens. <laughs> but um, as far as my prediction, uh, Tina said two uh, one as well. So she also joins the two one prediction. But she sees Louisville winning and first goal scorer being Viader. If Viader's not there, then uh, Brown will get the goal, and then first yellow card would be going to Louisville City. So everyone two one different that sides two one. That might work because the Shorn actually put some good energy in last night. He he almost got got his goal, so that's that's a pretty good choice there. I don't know that Dougie's off the table anymore. You know, as far as like getting goals, but Mark was yelling at him to run and to work back and <laughs> do a little bit more, a um, little bit more work. But Dougie did spring free. Uh, a couple times, you know, and showed us his wonderful pace. And we wanted to see him head for goal, but he was killing clock. So he just headed for the corner. It's like, dang it. We want to see a goal out of that guy. But to Shorn, my goodness, his runs were great. And his accuracy was great. And his anticipation was beautiful. And his work back on defense. Can't say enough about that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a great pickup. Yeah, really good pickup. Really like him. Super humble guy, too. Um Fun, fun to run into him uh, at Pete's after the game. Yeah, especially for someone who just came in, right, not too long ago. Yeah. It's never easy to just, you know, join a team, um, half season, or even, I mean, I want to say a little bit over half season and be able to gel well with everyone and get the minutes and be able to prove on the pitch why, you know, they, they went and um, brought you in to join this team. So as usual for everyone, uh, Visit our website, sacksoccerpod.com, so you can find all of our podcast episodes on there as well. And also be able to send us a voicemail. Give us your thoughts on anything going on in Sacramento. Uh, that is there for you there. So again, sacksoccerpod.com, that is where you can find us on the internet. Also, if you have not followed us on social media yet, or if you don't have already activated notifications uh, for when we go live, please do so, especially on Instagram. There's a way to be able to get notified every time a new live show um, comes up. So if you want to do that, I'd recommend you do it before the week of the cup because we are going to be doing uh, plenty of Instagram lives on there. So you definitely want to get alerted once those go live because then there's an option to maybe save those lives, but I can't guarantee we'll actually be able to save them. Depends on how my phone does. So just uh, have those notifications activated for Instagram so you get alerted uh, each and every time we go live uh, during the week of Open Cup next week. So so I got to give you a shout out, Luis. And we talked about it in another podcast of how you go to you go to Disney World or you go to Disneyland or you go to any amusement park and a good dad will make sure everybody's wearing the same shirts. Well, the shirts came in and Luis got us our shirts. So we're gonna so thank you. Shout out to Luis for getting us clothing so that we can all match when we go to the amusement park. 
otherwise known as uh, Exploria Stadium in Orlando. Yeah, or or the town hall as well. If you guys uh, feel like you want to use it there, then uh, we can okay. have it for that. Which, oh, yeah. by yeah. the way, uh, you know, we're, we're still working on the details for that too on where it'll be at. But, you know, we're hoping that wherever we're able to live stream the town hall the night before the game is a place where we can allow for at least some people to be there as well. So if any of you who are making the trip out to Orlando want to be there, want to just, you know, join us to be on the live stream or even just be the audience there as you watch us record behind the scenes, then uh, you can actually do so. So just keep an eye out for that. We're going to see if that's an option. And if it is an option, then we'll make sure to let y'all know as well. well one last thing, uh, just so everyone uh, is aware of this too, and to actually award anyone who actually tuned into the podcast all the way to the very end, we'll let you know who's going to be on the podcast next. The interview that we're going to have is going to be with the legend himself, Rodrigo Lopez. So definitely tune in for that one. It's going to drop on Wednesday morning is when I'll have it scheduled out to be posted. So keep an eye out for that. If you're on your commute to work or if you just like to listen in the mornings, it's going to be uh, dropping again on uh, Wednesday this week. So huge shout out to Roro again for, for being on that interview as well. Big shout out to Roro. I agree. All right. Sharon, Jared. Final parting words before we say good night or good morning. <laughs> hey, go Republic. Thank you, everybody, for listening in and uh, beat Louisville. Really. Couldn't have said it better. Go Republic. And also to Pasha. Pss, 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 pss. <laughs> I think you got his attention. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Although he's going to fall in a second. Uh oh. Uh, awesome. Well, yeah, I, I join you guys in hoping that we get. At least a point in Louisville, but let's make sure we get points out of that game so we can actually continue to move up in the table and continue to make sure that we're in playoff territory. So everyone, thank you again so much for listening to the show and for supporting our show always as we really appreciate it. And it really means a lot to us and you help us continue to do an episode and continue to do all these live shows that we uh, plan for uh, each week. And I believe we are missing three words, aren't we? Yeah, cue the music. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> laughing at my cat, hitting the flag, the car flag, and getting himself all scared. All right, I think uh, the amusement part of this uh, podcast is in full swing. <laughs> and somebody's going to be stepping on my keyboard here. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. and th- this blooper reel is brought to you by Sharon's cat. Uh, would you like to uh, mention his name, by the way? I don't know if you mentioned it on the pod yet. His name is Pasha, but his middle name is Rooney. So he's a troublemaker like Wayne Rooney. <laughs> but his his full name is, is Pasha. Uh, uh, okay, so... <laughs> yeah. That Welcome. was fabulous music, Luis, wasn't it? Music, I'm trying to... What, what music was this? It's the intro. Oh, the, the outro music. The music that begins it all. <laughs> hey, that, that was very well said, Jared. That looked like a like like I should insert your voice clip on like a, a video that I do with uh, with the music of the podcast. Well, I do have voiceover experience, so. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, I didn't know. Body that. freaking doll. 
Oh, now you're telling us that too. That That's good, Jared. That means you could probably help us do an intro with, you know, using one of your voiceovers. So we could have that be the consistent intro. But we'll see. <laughs> I was trying hard not to not to laugh right there too. But, but your cat didn't actually say anything. Is he, is he kidding? Oh, he was talking. You just couldn't hear him. He was outside the room where we're, where I'm podcasting from. And he was screaming his little head off. And, you know, it was like, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. He, he, probably, he probably wanted to get a prediction in too. He probably did. He's a very active cat and he's very smart. So I wouldn't be a bit surprised if. Oh, well, <laughs> you, you said we wanted to do more proxies. So if we got to go that route, then you can also. <laughs> we'll count the meows. Tell him like for every meow that that's a goal. So. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it depends on the tone of voice also that he uses because there's the. I want attention meow. There's the I can't find you in the house meow. And then there's the will you please come play with me meow, which is a little bit more, you know, sharp. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, hey, they're, they're smart. Cats are really smart, so. Okay, this, this guy's pretty smart. <laughs> I'm sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's, he's going to get blinded by the light. <laughs> well, he is mostly smart. Oh, okay. Oh, oh! Now he's turning over the hat, the parka hat. Oh, he likes being next to the parka hat and the scarf. Look at oh, that. that! That's oh, why that's that, a perfect. That is, that's, that's a, a perfect, perfect photo opportunity. Yeah, right oh. there. Let's see if he goes back to to the hat and the scarf. There, for all of our listeners, there's a hat and scarf that a podcast hat or scarf that um, Sharon has there on the desk and her cat actually just went and sat next to it so this is why that is the new podcast cat there you go he's he's validating that claim oh sorry (laughs) that's cool we need a beep on the show too so i I was just waiting you know it's it's a win so i know that there probably won't be much but it happened